Hello and welcome to the Sinclair Fitness Podcast number two. This one's going to be a Q&A. Thank you for all the questions I got on my Instagram page from my followers. It's actually quite a nice day today here in South London whilst I'm recording this. Hope you're well. Thank you for asking. I'm doing well myself. So let's kick things off with the first question, which is how and why did you get into the fitness industry? That's a, it's going to be a, a long answer to that one. So I guess I had a bit of an unconventional journey, really. Um, I'll start from the beginning. I was never from a sporty or very active family or neither were my friends. And in fact, I was one of those kids that used to skip or hate PE in school. Anyway, so, you know, I, I leave school. The first job I get was this um, horrendous, like, landscape gardening job, like, outdoors, wind, shine, you know, snow, whatever it was, I was outdoors. And uh, one day, my back went snap, essentially. And it's kind of eight before this, and um, this was really different. Uh, that usually went away, but this time it didn't go away. And not only did it not go away, but it got worse and worse and worse. So I eventually go to the doctors, the GP. They put me in for a, a scan. And, you know, I go to the doctor, the doctor's office, and he's just looking at me very in a very disappointed way. And he's tapping on the, the x-ray, and it's this kind of white stuff. And he goes, look, I can't do anything for you until we we deal with this. And what he referred to as this was fat, because I was just horribly out of shape, because you know, exercise wasn't part of my life. The, so there's nothing like chronic pain as a motivator. So I, he suggested uh, if you start swimming, it's low impact. So yeah, okay, I go to the swimming pool, and it was this huge um, Olympic-sized pool. So I ma made half a length until I started hyperventilating and had to retreat to the ledge. And that was my first attempt. So I went back the next day. I made a length in one go. The day after that, a length and a half and so on and so forth. And I, that's kind of when I started to fall in love with exercise. I got this buzz, this feeling I never felt before in life. And just going from only be, barely be, be able to do like half a length to like, you know, three, four, five, six in a row was just a sense of achievement and fulfillment I, I never felt before. Anyway, go back to the doctor. He's like, okay, you know, you proved that you're not a waste of time, which exactly what he said. So he put me through to physiotherapy. I had physiotherapy and the physio said to me, if you don't want this to ever happen again to you, you need to start strength training. And I was like, okay. And you know, I knew nothing about strength training. I, I'm about, at this time, I'm probably about 20, 21. Anyway, this is the in the era of the start of YouTube fitness. So I start Googling and going on YouTube, and I started to hear words like anterior delt and um, force velocity curve. And in that moment, I was like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing I think I've ever heard in my life. And there and then, I was like, okay, I want to be a professional in whatever field this is. You know, this is absolutely amazing. So I started to get into strength training and just teaching myself through books and YouTube. And I decided to um, go to university and study exercise science. Um, and I really flourished at university. I really, really loved it. I was, you know, training constantly uh, alongside educating. And um, when, when it was time for me to graduate, I had two paths kind of laid out for me. I was interning at um, 
this kind of premiership academy working with the um the 12 to 13s as the junior strength and conditioning coach and my part-time job when i was at university i was just i was on the gym floor and i got a lot of satisfaction of helping people get into weight training in the commercial environment people who were unfamiliar were needed guidance needed a a gentle and helping hand into the world of resistance training and just naturally I was a lot better at that and I wanted to do that a lot more than I wanted to go down the elite strength and conditioning path so I decided to get my um, qualification in personal training um, I did that during the summer between the second and third year of university so when I graduated I, I already had the qualification and off I went and I, I, I spent a lot of my career working in kind of small elite boutique studios around London, um, private ones, uh, I really flourished. But then I started working in this one that was really close to my flat, um, it's called The Fitting Rooms. And that is where I really cut my teeth as a personal trainer because they used to do group personal training sessions. So what that was four people, same program, but different weights. So you had to manage four people at the same time, being a coach with their weights. It was kind of like spinning plates. It was really like throw you in the deep end, see if you swim. I mean, I did terrible at the start, but you know, <laughs> enough time and enough practice, and they were enough. They were patient enough with me, and I also learned a lot of uh, business skills there. And that's really where I developed as a coach, um, and I really developed my passion for helping people get into weight training, um, especially people who are new to it. And that's what. And then I expanded into my own business. So my own business, if I had to put it in a nutshell my goal and my passion is to introduce weight training to as many people as possible in a fun non-judgmental atmosphere when and yeah that's where I am at, at the moment and I'm just on a mission to get people into weight training because what I learned at university was there's so much more to weight training than building your physique yes you can use it to have an absolutely amazing aspirational physique but you can also use it as well you should and everyone should do it because it has this holistic health benefit uh, it lowers your cholesterol it decreases the chances of cardiovascular disease it has anti-aging effects increases bone mineral density it's been shown to have a really positive effect on mental health it's just it's for me it, sh it everyone should weight train and everyone should have the right to weight train in and not be judged and not feel intimidated in that environment and I want to provide that environment for as many people as possible so that's that's kind of my journey in the fitness industry really okay question number two how do I change my physique I'm completely new to the gym and don't know where to start okay where you start with any goal and any fitness goal is identifying specifically what it is that will get you your goal sounds kind of obvious but there's two i would say macro gross things which is the ratio of fat you have to the ratio of muscle you have those two things have to be evaluated first and then further decisions will be made about what path to go on for example if you have very low body fat but very low muscle your journey is going to look a lot different with someone who's got a lot of body fat and a lot of muscle so there, there is an individuality to take into consideration um, and some evaluation before you 
or I would give general recommendations. But if you're looking to change your physique, you're looking to use resistance training or specifically hypertrophy training. So resistance training can be used for loads of different things. You can use it to rehab from an injury. You can use it to improve your strength without actually changing a muscle or the size of it. You can use it to increase sporting performance. But the specific kind of weight training you want to do is hypertrophy training, like bodybuilding-esque training, where we're moving the weights in a very slow, controlled manner, trying to contract the weight. So the weight you're lifting isn't as important as the stimulus. We're also looking to at least logbook your nutrition and understand it. As simple as this, if you're not measuring it, you can't manage it. You might need to be in a calorie surplus, which just means you need to eat a few more calories than your body needs. There's no way of knowing that unless we're measuring how much you're eating. So using a f- app like MyFitnessPal, just to logbook what you are eating and then evaluating how you need to change that to get your goals so as far as building a physique protein is very important you want roughly two kilograms sorry two kilograms two grams of protein per kilogram of body weight so if you were a hundred kilograms you would have 200 grams of protein um, what you're looking for is to i would say just to evaluate where your starting point is and then make decisions based off that like i said it's hard to really give sweeping recommendations about individuals unless you have that data in front of you if you're completely new to the gym you need to i wouldn't worry too much about going straight for a goal i would i would use those first three to four months to just acclimatize and teach the fundamentals and basics of weight training so do you know what i mean by squat do you know what I mean by hip hinge movement? Do I, if I said tempo, do you know what that means? And it's okay to not know it, but I wouldn't go straight for the goal. My goal would be let's learn how to weight train effectively and safely. As of what I see a lot of as a personal trainer in the gym is people just going at it kind of haphazardly, um, not knowing how to do it properly. They, they think they've got an idea, but their execution is very bad because the last thing you ever want to do is get injured and if you're if you don't know the technique you don't know what to look out for you're very likely to get injured what i think is overwhelming for a lot of people is they have to learn every single exercise that's not the case there's a kind of all exercises are based like almost a family there's like a family of six seven exercises and if you learn those the fundamental ones, you can transpose those same skills you've learned in one exercise to another. So, for example, if you know how to do a push-up, there's a very good chance you'll be you can use the same skills that you've learned in a push-up for a bench press or a dumbbell press. Uh, if if you know how to deadlift, there's definitely a chance you you definitely know how to do a Romanian deadlift. So it's not a case of learning every single exercise. It's you have this criteria. Uh, I would say even a curriculum of exercises you want to learn, like this fundamental group, learn those exercises really well. Learn execution. So execution just means, do you know how to squeeze the muscle? Do you know how to feel the muscle? Are you present? Do you know how to push that near failure? And again, these are all skills that need to be developed over time. 
And once you've learned this fundamentals of weight training, then you can start looking at manipulating your diet and your calories. And this is what will build your physique over time. So don't look for quick shortcuts and you know 12 week transformations. Look, it's more about the journey and getting the fundamentals right. If you're, you need to be sleeping well, you need to have a good hand on your stress management. Your digestion system needs to be in good working order. and if you're looking at, oh, I'm gonna get it done in 12 weeks, then you're probably set up for a rebound for failure. See it as a continual project. So if you are new to the gym, I would honestly hire a trainer, um, not permanently, because you don't have to try and permanently, but just for, for 12 weeks and say to that trainer, look, I want to learn how to weight train, um, teach me how to weight train, and then get a good idea of the macros, so the total amount of protein carbs and fat you need to eat for your specific goals track those understand how many calories you need for your specific goals track those and just keep your head down and do the work okay this is our third question do i need supplements to start weight training it's quite an easy um, answer to this the answer is no no you do not need supplements i just want to introduce a, a thought process some things are essential and some things are sufficient. So what I mean is that some things you have to do if you want something and are non-negotiable, and some things will help a little bit, but aren't absolutely necessary. And supplements fall into that category where they're sufficient by, they'll help you a little bit, but you don't need them. And the effect they have isn't so big that it's worth worrying about the only time it's really worth worrying about supplements is you have some kind of deficiency in your diet that needs to be taken care of or you've got all the basics and the fundamentals right and you're looking to add an extra few percent. So you're looking to add 1% more muscle growth. You're looking to add 1% better recovery. So you need to get the fundamentals right. So are you training correctly? Is your training plan and execution good? How's your recovery? Are you sleeping well? How's your stress management? Is it good? Are you hitting your calories and your macros? Those are the fundamentals. That's going to make, that's 98% of your progress right there. If, if you're not nailing those things, don't worry about supplements. You need to focus on recovery, execution, and diet. Um, but if you have got those things right and you've got a bit of money in your pocket and you don't mind spending it 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 could be possibly be worth looking into supplements so you know there's nuance to it not all supplements are the same they do different things they have different benefits uh, again it's very general to say supplements good supplements bad all supplements are awesome all supplements are the worst thing in the world you'd have to look at the individual benefits of each one and do they align with what you need and your goals. So I like to s separate supplements into different categories. I would say there's general health ones, ones that help with your recovery and ones that improve your performance in the gym. So as far as general health supplements, my opinion, everyone could do with a good, good multivitamin. It's nearly impossible to get all your vitamins and minerals from your diet no matter how much kale you you try and eat think of it as insurance policy 
a vitamin D. Uh, and not enough people get a vitamin D in this country because it's brilliant. Uh, and a omega fish oil supplement. And those are your baseline health supplements to improve the general function of your body. The one as a practitioner, something I get from my clients a lot is I'm struggling to get the recommended amount of protein into my diet, which is perfectly normal. So the best answer to that question is protein shakes. Do you have to, do you have to, is it absolutely non-negotiable and necessary to change your physique, build muscle, get stronger? Do I have to have protein shakes? No, you do not. You do not. You can get all your protein from your diet, from meat or from meat substitutes. Will it make your life a lot easier? Yes, it will. It's so much easier to drink one to two protein shakes, get into that recommended rate uh, range, and then not have to worry about it. So protein shakes are, they, they help with convenience. Uh, protein helps you recover from your strength training sessions and helps you build more m muscle and is necessary but protein shakes are not necessary as far as performance goes in the gym good old-fashioned caffeine there is just so much literature and scientific evidence of the benefits of caffeine on performance so for example we know that volume so the total amount of work you do is one of the biggest drivers of growing and changing a muscle therefore if you can take something that will improve your performance where you can do more reps therefore you would grow more muscle so caffeine i'm going to recommend caffeine as a performance supplement and when you look at all these kind of crazy pre-workouts that is a main ingredient um i would say never go above 450 milligrams of caffeine in a single day um never consume caffeine after 2 p.m either because you don't want to you don't want it to negatively impact your sleep and sleep is the if not the most important thing when it comes to recovery and growing muscle so and then another one creatine creatine basically creatine works by whenever you use atp which is the uh, the body's energy currency you turns into ADP and then so the phosphate comes off it and then the creatine phosphate donates that extra phosphate and then it turns back into ATP blah 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 and so it gives you more energy in the gym so if you could do 10 reps now you can do 12 reps and like I said previously the more volume you can do naturally the better is it absolutely necessary to take creatine no it is not necessary not at all Will it give you a few extra percent? Yes, it will. And creatine has an interesting um, aesthetic benefit. It increases intercellular fluid. So it could make muscles look a little bit bigger, up to like 10 to even 20%. Um, so if you just want to look more jacked for free, take some creatine. But side note, there is 20% of people who take creatine are non-responders. And I think it was something like 5 to 10% have gi distress um it is fairly cheap though it's one of the cheapest and it is one of it is the most researched supplement on the market so it has efficacy um, behind it 
I mean, you could go, I could go down a rabbit hole and talk about loads of different supplements. Um, the general point I want to make about supplements is you don't need them unless you're getting all the fundamentals right. If you're not getting the fundamentals right, forget about it. If you want a few extra percent um, progress, then it might be worth investing in the correct, the correct supplements. Um, what is your opinion on steroids? Ooh anabolic steroids so it's a very complicated subject like anything is when it comes to the human body i won't be able to cover it all i might cover it in another podcast but i think if you're grown up and you have all the information and facts you make your own decision and you live with the consequences the issue is people don't have all the facts and information and still decide to do it um that's foolish so if you're gonna go down the anabol anabolic steroid route, you should really educate yourself on all the risks. So I'll quickly go over them. So essentially the first one is your fertility. Um, as soon as you inject or take egg, no, testosterone, um, your body shuts down the something called the HPA axis. So you're, you've got your hypothalamus in the limbic system of your brain that talks to your pituitary gland. Your pituitary gland releases F, follicular releasing hormone and luteal hormone they then tell your testes to make sperm so as soon as you take steroids you're going to shut down your your ability to produce sperm and make a child this is um, called a negative feedback loop and it's funnily enough the same mechanism with which female birth control works because um, female birth control is just estrogen and progesterone which are obviously the female sexual hormone so the first thing you should know about steroids is you are shutting down your ability to make a child okay now there's two methods that are used properly in steroid use it's called you're going through a cycle so 12 16 weeks whatever it is and then doing something called a pct which is to restart that net natural uh, production of testosterone so you can become fertile again and then have kids or there's something called blasting and cruising so blasting is you're taking a supra physiological amount of hormones and then you're going to take a for, yeah, 12 16 weeks and then you're going to go down into a maintenance dose to put you back into a normal range so if you blast and cruise you're you're shutting down your ability to produce sperm for and for a very long time and there is a chance, not a big one, but there is a chance that you could make yourself permanently infertile. That is one of the biggest risks. And you should know this before you go in. Or anyone goes into taking steroids, you are playing with fire, you're playing with your fertility. Um, so if you are looking to have kids in the future, this is something that really, really strongly should be considered. Uh, the truth is, you're, you're, I don't want to give any numbers or percentages but it isn't a high risk uh but it is a risk okay it is there it's not for the majority of people who decide to go down the anabolic steroid route but it is it's been known to happen especially if you shut it down for a long time so if you go blast cruise blast cruise blast cruise blast cruise for years and years and years it's a very good chance that you you're going to be infertile um, there are so many negative health benefits of anabolic steroid usage. Um, it, you're going to start producing more EPO if you've never, if 
interception you might have heard of the drug dpo produced in the liver makes you produce more red blood cells um so it can get to the point where you use anabolic steroids where you produce so many extra red blood cells your blood itself becomes thick and viscous and it actually can't transport oxygen around your body and it's not going to take a genius to work out what happens when you can't get oxygen around your body it doesn't just enlarge muscles it enlarges all your organs in your body that includes your heart your lungs your liver all of that have functional capacities the size of which they can work so that's another danger it increases your cholesterol so you've got two you've got hdl and ldl hdl is your good cholesterol ldl is your bad cholesterol hdl works by going around and metabolizing ldl which sticks to the arterial walls and can cause atherosclerosis which is the thickening of plaque in arteries causing an increase of blood pressure so it can play with your fats very badly um, I'm trying to remember some more there's so many like negative health consequences um, the whole psychological effect negative psychological effects is kind of overblown by the media there's one notorious steroid called trenlabone which is originally used for cattle which apparently is purported to be the strongest steroid on the market but it really isn't it's uh, an anti-catabolic so it's good for when you're in a calorie deficit it has a, it can have negative effects on your liver um, so you, you understand if you are getting into the world of anabolics you're getting you're playing with fire it's also if you have cancer or tumors it will make a cancer or tumor grow so you shouldn't do anabolic steroids unless you are being supervised by a medical professional you shouldn't do anabolic steroids unless you are getting regular blood tests done to make sure you're um you're safe also sorry i didn't mention this so when you have testosterone it is aromatized so testosterone is converted through the aromatase pathway into estrogen now estrogen isn't a bad thing in males it is estrogen is the primary female sex hormone um, you need estrogen it plays an important role in libido motivation and muscle building but too much estrogen you can have negative side effects like acne and the notorious one is gynecomastia which is the formation of breast tissue underneath the nipples um, that's another risk of anabolic steroid usage so you're, you can be reckless and just stick stuff in your arm and not take a blood test and fly blind and that is foolish and that is reckless or you can go down a more informed path which is getting regular blood tests consulting specialist doctors ensuring that the drugs you are taking have been tested and are designed and the stack which is the various different types of compounds is the most optimal for you and your goals you can go down a, a, a safe a safer path where you put your health first rather than growing muscle but here's the thing they, they work like magic you'll put on the same kind of muscle you were doing did in a year in months time you'll feel great you'll look great you'll have more confidence because there is a very clear and obvious link between testosterone levels and serotonin levels serotonin being one of the happy hormones so what do i think of steroids um 
there's no don't half-ass it either invest in it properly inform yourself properly do it under the supervision of a doctor do all the blood work do regular checkups um, invest in it understand the risks and then make your informed decision but you do not and I repeat do not haphazardly do it because one of your mates is doing it or take your advice for some meathead down the gym that's what I think about anabolic steroids